Hey, thank you for checking into this edition of the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. Before we get started, I want to alert you all of the beginning of our adventure into the world of official CEP merchandise. And by that, I mean we now have t-shirts for sale bearing our podcast name and logos. We have two different styles currently for sale, and to be quite honest, Colt and I are ecstatic with the outcomes thus far. And we want to be sure to highlight the extremely talented people behind this endeavor. So the first style of shirt bears the original CEP logo that you're probably familiar with, which was created by our good friend Jordan Massey, a.k.a. Right Hand Robot. Jordan is an amazing artist. He is the co-owner of Loner Brand Studios, and he creates a broad range of art in a plethora of different mediums, including logo designs, to meet all of your needs. The new CEP logo that features a brain actively being entertained via a podcast by yours truly was designed by our friend Denny Blackwell, who is a graphic slash apparel designer. He's a photographer and he's a managing partner at Gutter Merch along with many other projects and companies that he represents. And finally, we want to point you in the direction of our friend John Beebe and the custom designer apparel and products company known as By Jack. By Jack creates products including apparel, koozies, metal photo prints, laser etched glass, and laser burned wood. Be sure to check out Jordan Massey, that's Jordan, J-O-R-D-A-N-M-A-S-S-E-Y, Denny Blackwell, Denny Blackwell, and By Jack, that's B-Y-J-A-C-K, on the Facebook, and at that point you will be able to get all the needed contact information to have your logos designed, your ideas materialized into art, or whatever your heart's desire happens to be. Now for an official cerebral entertainment podcast shirt you can check out our facebook page and follow the given link or you can go to byjack.com slash cep that's b-y-j-a-c-k dot com slash cep and order your shirt today and we want to thank you all in advance because without you listening to our show colt and i would simply be talking to ourselves and buying our own shirts which we would still probably do but it wouldn't be nearly as much fun and you're making it all fun for us once again be sure to seek out jordan denny and john at byjack and tell them how awesome they are support them in their endeavors and see what they can create for you. You shan't be disappointed, I promise. Now, for this edition of the CEP, Colt and I recap the 10th annual Ink Spot Block Party. This year's party was held at Big St. Charles Motorsports in St. Charles Mo, and it did not disappoint. The music was incredible, the venue was great, the vendors top-notch, and all the people in attendance were nothing short of amazing. If you've never been to one, you need to go. And if you've never met Big Dave Kanoy, who's the owner of Ink Spot Tattoo Shop, then you need to. It would be perfect reason for you to go out to 10 Ellis Avenue in Troy, Missouri and get that ink done that you've been wanting. These guys are not only wonderful human beings, but they are fantastic artists. And you can also go to the St. Peter's location at 419 South Church Street in St. Peter's, Missouri. Either way, you will not regret your decision. We start off this episode coming out of another conversation, but we just dive right into the Spot discussion. So we hope you enjoy this glimpse into the block party. And without further introduction, here we go. Interesting conversation. Yeah. Uh, interesting that uh, you and Mindfulness Michelle were talking about that the other day. And we saw Mindfulness Michelle at the 10th annual Ink Spot Block Party. Yep. That happened at Big St. Charles Motorsports in, in St. Charles-ish, Missouri, St. Peter's, I guess yeah. St. Charles. Somewhere in there. I, I don't know if there's a difference. I don't know where one ends and the other begins, to be honest with you. I mean, I mean, but, the name is Big St. Charles, so I'm going to go with that. Okay. All right. It's probably a good indication. But anyway... <laughs> Yeah, the 10th annual Ink Spot Block Party. This is really the reason why we have, you and I have uh, come together today. Yeah, except uh, we, yeah, we, of, we didn't anticipate, anticipate the other 45 minutes of talking about white supremacy. 
Yes, that <laughs> tends to happen though sometimes. <laughs> so we may have to segment these two uh, topics out. They really don't go together much at all. But uh, yeah, the Ink Spot Block Party, man, tenth annual. This is my third year in a row mm-hmm. coming to the block party. How many is it for you now? Uh, I'm gonna say five. I think. Okay. Because I think, I think I had gone two years before we actually started recording. The first year you went, we recorded, right? That's correct. Sir. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I believe I believe I've been there five years in a row. Okay. So for any of you who don't know, uh, the Ink Spot Block Party is an annual mm-hmm. concert, basically a festival, if you will, of local St. Louis bands in the, in the St. Louis area. Who get together and it is it is done by the Ink Spot Tattoo Shop, uh, based in Troy, Missouri, and now St. Peter's. They yep. have a, a shop they opened just a couple years ago in St. Peter's, and so it's an annual kind of a customer appreciation is what Big Dave Canoy, the owner of the Ink Spot, uh, he he calls it a customer appreciation party, basically a block party, mm-hmm. and he started putting it on because he felt like he wanted to give back to the community because he's he feels like he's gotten a lot from the community mm-hmm. and he's got a great story behind that. I won't get all into it, but yeah, he just is a lot of history there and he's been doing this for the past 10 years, giving back to not just the people who kind of frequent the tattoo shop. Uh, it, it is a big group of friends, but that group of friends has swelled into thousands of people. Right. Uh, just because it's such a good time. It's a good atmosphere. It's a great atmosphere. It is literally when you go there, it is like seeing, 2,000, 3,000 of your best friends. Right. Um, and that's 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 one of the reasons why it's such a good time. It's, On top of that, it's a great show, great music, and they it just keeps getting better and better. I love they, they've got the – they had the screen up there all day yeah. behind the band, mm-hmm. the visuals. And, of course, it didn't really pop until the, the sun went down, but it was still cool to see it up there. And when you were up real close, it gave you a great – a great visual experience of the show and so it's just growing and it's just it's a it's a fabulous experience right the the vibe there especially this, i don't know if this year maybe is a little different this year because we recorded there you know the last few years and we didn't you know we did a lot of stuff away from the actual stage and all that kind of stuff so this year you know we were there as just press not, we didn't actually record not because we didn't want to, uh, it was just the, the way the setup was, man. It was just, there wasn't a way for us to put out good quality content for our listeners to listen to and be far enough away from the bands and things like that to be able to record. I would have loved yeah. to have done it, but you know, it's just one of those things. But I mean, what did you think of the setup in general this year? The, it's a brand, it's a different setup. There was two different stages and things like that too. So what did you think of the setup? Because you seen you've seen Troy and you've seen Winfield the last couple of places they had it and so what what do you like did you like better about this setup compared to any others? I I like the the general setup I thought was great where the where the stage was located you had kind of like a field and it had kind of a downward slope to the stage kind of reminiscent of a, of an amphitheater somewhere you right. know. Like if if you're at you know Riverport or whatever they call it nowadays, I'll always call it Riverport. Think, by the I way, think it's forever. UMB Bank Pavilion, right? Isn't that what it is now? Whatever, <laughs> it's Riverport to me. But uh, yeah, I think that's it. But uh, you know how they have you have a slope, you know, a, a, a hill. Mm-hmm. It kind of gives you like concert seating, right? It's, it's a concert venue. And uh, Chesterfield Amphitheater was the same way. Had that hill with a with the stage at the bottom of the hill. 
And so I liked that about the venue. I liked the backstage area as well. It was like mostly the parking lot over there. It was a big parking lot. They had it roped off. And so you had a good backstage area where the band and people like uh, Mario and I, I know Joe Burrow were both back there. And they were uh, they were working really hard uh, between sets to help bands to get set up and then you know tear down and get the other band set up. And th- those are just the two guys that I remember. I'm sure there were more back there working. Right. But those two guys is just uh, I know that they they were the they're working hard back there to make that happen. And they had a good spot back there to do that. So I liked that too. I thought that helped things to go very smoothly. Um, the second stage was was a great idea. Kind of keeps things rolling and have some solo artists and, and kind of you know so you don't have such a, a lull between sets on mm-hmm. the main stage. Um, that's something that I, I feel like they can they can really polish and get worked out well. I like the idea a lot, and they had plenty of room to do that too. They right. had the setup was was uh, the the landscape was well set up for that and so i thought that was very very interesting as well and uh and overall you know when you get to the top of that kind of like that slope you had the you had more paved area there and that's where all your vendors were set up your beer and your your band merch mm-hmm. and all of that stuff and it was just i thought the the setup itself i thought was great now also the sound this year i thought was fantastic i did too there was something about it. I don't, I don't even know. I can't call it. I, I have no, no information to say like, was it different equipment? Was it different engineers? I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to, not trying to say that. I just know that I have never heard the, the, the sound come quite as well as what it did. Do you, uh, that do day. you think it's because of the way, where the building's at and how it's set up behind everything because it pushes the sound back out to people like with Winfield, it was just a stage. It was basically in the middle of a park pretty much. And so it was all open around everywhere. So, so much sound could escape through the back and through the sides and stuff. Sure. Over here, we've got the building behind us that kind of pushes all the sound back out. Right. Yeah, probably, probably you had that, uh, I don't know. I'm not an acoustics expert or anything like that, but I think, you know, the diffusive sound, I I don't know. It, it, It seemed like it was just, it, it wasn't like they didn't have to crank it up super duper loud, which it was plenty loud. It was great, but they didn't have to like overdo it to try to get, you know, the, the sound to come out toward the back. Cause it sounded great out there in the bass, something about the bass coming through the speakers this year was just fantastic. And I'm a big fan of having that, that deep bass sound in mm-hmm. any music, you know, basically that I listen to and it just come across really well. So that's another high point I think of, of this year was the sound. Right. And along with the, the landscape of the venue itself. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So any particular highlights that you want to mention about the 10th annual Ink Spot Block Party? Um, I mean, the highlight for me, I guess, I don't know if there's any anywhere in the middle here. Like we've kind of talked, we've given the overlay of what it was like during the day, of course, great vibes. And, you know, like you said, it's, you walk in and it's just like thousands of your, your closest friends are around you and it really, the vibe is the only word that I can think of. Like, it's just a great vibe when you're there. Mm. Like everybody, you know, you can just walk up to somebody and talk to somebody and have a full on conversation with them. And of course, you know, over the past few years, we've developed such a good rapport with a lot of these local bands that were playing and things like that too. So, you know, you, you don't like, you kind of lose the, like that feeling you get, like if you're friends with a rock star, you know what I mean? You don't really have that when you're there because you're just like real you're just friends with a person who's going to get up on stage tonight. It has nothing to do with, you know, their status or anything like that. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, 
for me, I guess the highlight for me was really the very end of the night, which you didn't get to see. But uh, very end of the night with Killer Me Killer, you headlining. And we'll give the, the whole lineup here in a minute. But, you know, Killer Me Killer, you hasn't played in, I think it was like seven years. It was last time that they actually played. They were asked to get back together for this show, which they did. And, uh, of course, it had sprinkled a little bit throughout the day but not a whole lot to do anything with. And of course it starts to try to pour down rain at the, on the headliner of the show at the end of the night. And I'm sure they, I'm sure what they did was a backup plan regardless, but as soon, I think they had got through maybe three to four songs, something like that. And it started raining. And so people are starting to turn around and, and walk away. Well, for anybody we didn't say originally was that everything was open. There was no cover over the stage or anything like that. However, the other stage did have a cover on it where they were doing like the acoustic stuff in between sets. So when it started raining, Patrick lead singer of killer me, killer you just yells out at everybody and says, head over to the other stage. We're going to do is this Hollywood acoustic which is this Hollywood was their, their hit song back, back when they were, you know, still a band and everything. So we all move over there and it was so cool, man. Like, you know, I've seen Patrick play a lot and I'm really good friends with Patrick and stuff, but it was so cool to see. It was just literally him and the guitarist with an acoustic guitar. And he would, Patrick was just running the stage. Like he was doing an actual set. Like he was over on the other stage singing it with no microphone or anything, just belting it out at the top of his lungs as hard as much as he can, just running back and forth, talk, you know, uh, shaking, you know, hitting people's hands and all that kind of stuff on mm-hmm. a, on an empty stage with just him and another guy playing the acoustic guitar. It was freaking awesome. And then once it started pouring down rain, everybody jumped up on the stage and just kind of huddled around them. And uh, they played, they did, what's the, what's the song that Eddie Money... They they did a cover of Eddie Money's song. What was the big song that he did? I can't. Man, you're really reaching here for me to give you Eddie Money, but maybe two tickets to Paradise. No, No. it wasn't that. What's Um, I I can't think of what it was. Regardless, but it was weird too because so I believe St. Charles had given Ink Spot the um, kind of the nod to to run later because we were right off the highway so the sound wasn't going to be like a disturbance to other businesses or anything like that around yeah well once we're on stage i'm like standing behind patrick and patrick is like you know belting out song lyrics and stuff and i got a cop that's standing right behind me and every once in a while he put his hand on my shoulder and he's like we got 20 minutes and i'm like i'm just I'm just a guy here listening to a song. So of course, when the cop says that I'd put my hand on Patrick's shoulder and I'm like, dude, we got 20 minutes. (laughs) Like, I don't know if that means anything to you or not, but so then, then the cop would like reach up and be like, we got 15 minutes. I'm like, what, why do you keep telling me this? So I'm telling Patrick, I'm like, we got 15 minutes. And the guy and the cop's like, no, we don't have 15 minutes. We have 15 minutes to get everybody out of here. Oh, so they pretty much cut it. I mean, I don't think they cut it short, but as soon as that song was done, they just started yelling at everybody, you know, we got to start pushing everybody out the doors and get everybody out of there. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was an awesome time. And ju- just to see, I, I really feel like that, that final touch that they did, I, I feel like that was better than what they would have done on the other stage because it was more I intimate and everybody was a lot closer to everything 
and and just acoustics more intimate regardless anyways but i got you yeah i don't know it, it was uh, a lot of fun we i enjoyed it a lot because it was an adjustment kind of impromptu mm-hmm. they had to make that adjustment because of the rain and so it was kind of a i guess probably a magical type of you know experience if you will a little, right. little, maybe a little dramatic but yeah now how about take me home tonight was that the song that's it yep take I, me home tonight? i was okay. i wanted to say that but i didn't want you to be like that is not eddie money but yeah, yeah, it was it was take me home tonight, and they had actually played the they played it once on the main stage before it started raining, and then when they came back over and we and everybody got up on the stage, then they decided they were going to do another song, but it was like a spur of the moment, like what are we going to play? And Patrick's like, yeah. well, let's just do take me home tonight again, and then so it's then it's like all of us in a big crowd around them singing take me home tonight. It was pretty cool. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess the biggest thing for me, which you kind of already mentioned, is just getting to see everybody, I, I think, was the best, the highlight, getting to catch up with everybody, because try to stay up to date on social media, you know, and, and you and I get out and about every, you know, every, so often as we can on the on the scene in St. Louis, but it's kind of, it, the Ink Spot block party brings all of your, all of your friends together in one spot, and so you get to see all the, you know, all the people that you love on the, on the St. Louis scene, like you said, it's not like you're, it's not the atmosphere. It's just the atmosphere of friendliness. Like, you know, these, these guys are, they are rock stars and they're about to get on stage, but when they're not on stage yet, they're just perusing and, and conversing and socializing and having a good time. Right. And that's, that's always just a great time. And I got to see a lot of people. I don't even, I don't even want to start to you know mention a bunch of names because I know I'll leave somebody out and I don't ever want to do that. Don't mean to, but just saw all kinds of great people. And it was so good to catch up with everybody. It was so fun. And everybody did such a great time or did such a great show. Mm-hmm. Everybody had such a great performance uh, on stage. It's like nobody disappointed. It was it was a fantastic Ink Spot block party. And so we should probably go ahead and mention all the bands that were there. Good. So let me uh, bring it up here real quickly. Uh, it was Saturday, October 5th, which, you know, contradicts what I said on the podcast a couple weeks ago for some reason i just kept saying august i don't know why it was i said it twice i think <laughs> i know I, I know i typed it twice but no it was saturday october 5th which was last saturday at big st charles motorsports in st charles missouri and the lineup was as follows dead format black creek hollow chasing ginger man the helm the 45 odom otherwise known as out amongst the masses bleach blackwater 64 Steeples, Outrun the Fall, Divide the Empire, Discrepancies, The Poor, Common Jones, and Killer Me, Killer You. And that was just on the main stage, right? Because we had some right. more solo artists on the side stage. Right. Um, fantastic show, though. And so just some things that stuck out. Once again, everybody did absolutely amazing. I had such a good time. And like you mentioned earlier, we did we weren't recording the podcast which is kind of bittersweet, but I did get to enjoy like the the show and the atmosphere fully without having to sit down in front of a mic and worry about you know scheduling, keeping up with our schedule and the interviews and all that. Yeah, so, you you enjoyed the day more than I've seen you enjoy in a long time. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you were you were a little toasty at the end of the night. By the time the night, yeah, we got. By the time things started to wind down for me, I was yeah, I had to call for reinforcements to come pick me up. All those IPAs, man. I had to get a ride home. Yeah, I know. But some things that stuck out. It's the first time I've seen Dead Format 
that was a, a very interesting band. I really like to see those, mm-hmm. uh, those kinds of bands where he was kind of, he had the, the Stevie Ray Vaughan feel, mm-hmm. uh, and he was a, a guitarist. He would, he would sing some licks or he would sing some, some words and then do some licks on the guitar. That was, that was neat. And another one that really stuck out to me was bleach. Mm-hmm. First time I've, I've heard bleach is on the scene. I know there's some young, young guys and I knew they were out there and I've heard they were good able to see them for the first time. And I was not disappointed. As a matter of fact, I was, I was highly impressed by, by their show, especially for them being so young. And right. speaking of that, when, when they were leaving, uh, we were backstage and they were getting in their vehicle and leaving. Uh, I just give them like a, you know, I was raising my fist. This is a good job. Well, they stopped and rolled down the window, which was cool. And we shook hands and uh, I told them how good I thought they did. And the young man said, thank you, sir. <laughs> and I realized, yes, I am old. I am a sir now. (laughs) I'm a sir. I'm officially a (laughs) sir. Uh, It just struck me because he, and he was being very, very kind, very uh, genuine. And uh, he was right in saying, sir, you know, not that I need you to call me sir, but yeah, I'm old. It really struck home right then. I actually had a story with that too. I don't know if you were there at the time. I think you were, but so before they had left, Two of, the, two of the guys from Bleach were, were backstage, and I'm not going to name any names on, on this because I don't know who wants to be anything said about them. But So a friend of ours goes up to one of the guys and says, you know, you guys are basically telling me you guys are freaking amazing. And he's like, uh, is this something that you guys want to do? You know, it, like professionally, is this, is this what you want to do for the rest of your lives? And they're like, absolutely. This is absolutely what we want to do. So our buddy's like, you know, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you into – I'm going to get a hold of some of my connections and we're going to, we're going to do what we can to try to make this. He's like, I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass. He's like, I'm not trying to, you know, you know, sell you anything. He's like, I don't want anything from this. He's like, all I want to do is you guys deserve to be everything that you guys want to be. He's like, so just, just know that when I send you guys an email, that's what this is about. So like, all right, cool, cool. You know? And uh, then another guy walks up. And he wants to he wants to get in on the conversation, and uh, uh, this guy, our buddy, you know, looks at him, kind of walks away, and uh, he goes, "This guy right here is he going to tell you the same thing that I just told you?" So the other guy walks up, and he goes, "I just want you guys to know, you guys are what, like seventeen, eighteen? And he's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Well, I just want you guys to know that I've been on the scene for a long time, and I just want to say." fuck you guys. <laughs> Our buddy turns around and walks back up. So no, that is not what I was saying. That is not what I was saying. But he was, he was saying it in a good way. He's like the, yeah. the talent that you guys have for being the age you are is so phenomenal and something that you don't see. And for the, for it, it's awesome for the St. Louis scene to have some talent like that at such a young age. And honestly, a lot of these bands, if not all these bands that have been around for 10, 15, 20 years, would have absolutely loved to have, and they will admit that they did not have that kind of drive and that kind of talent back then, you know, mm-hmm. back in high school and stuff like that. So, yeah, the I know we're, uh, you know, praising these guys, but these guys are probably one of, if not the best bands in the scene right now, and they are, in, they're in high school still. I know that's the thing. It's they're they are really good, uh, not just uh, talent musically wise, but the stage presence. They just they they're up there and they know how to be on stage already, mm-hmm. and they're so young. 
And it, it just makes them very special. And I, you know, it's not disparaging anybody else. It's just the fact that these guys are, they are something special. They just have some kind of a raw talent and they're bringing it. And it's great to finally see them. Great to finally watch them. I want to know where the and, band name came from. Do you think it had to do with Nirvana? I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, that was a Maybe, thought in my head but, that it possibly could but be. They're, but they're not a Nirvana type of band, right. really, you know, right. so I don't know. But some other, some other bands that I saw for the first time this year was a Black Creek Hollow mm-hmm. and Chasing Ginger. Yep. Those were very, very interesting bands. They did a great job up there on stage. Had a good time watching them. And I think, uh, I think it's, that's, you're probably going to see those guys on the scene, those guys and gal on the scene uh, a lot more coming up as yeah, well as... I didn't expect Chasing Ginger to be what they were. I mean, they were, what was the, was it Lita Ford you said was what you reminded you, her voice yeah. a lot of? Ish, yeah, so, something like that. Some of that really, because she had a very, um, she had, had a great presence mm-hmm. in her in her vocals. It's like she belts them out, and she sounded really good, you know, for having such a such a drive in her voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, reminded me of one of those powerhouse rock and roll ladies from you know back in the day. Uh, she did a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the first time I've seen the forty five. Right. That was that was a good time. Good to see our friend Nick up there on the bass. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a great job. That was that was an interesting interesting band as well. Is there a sexier and, man out there than Nick? I don't think there is. Nobody can rock a V-neck T-shirt like Nick. Absolutely not. No, don't even try. I wouldn't try. <laughs> Just if you have them, throw them away. Yeah, <laughs> you've lost. He's, he's already <laughs> sewed up that game. You're not gonna. <laughs> I love it. And also the other band that I hadn't seen before was Blackwater 64. Mm-hmm. And so all of those bands, were, none of them failed to impress. I'm, I'm telling you, anybody listening to this right now, go check out these bands. This is why we're mentioning this, other than just to appreciate them because they put on such a great show. Had We had such a good time. We really appreciate them. And also putting the word out, go find these bands. Right. Go get them, uh, find them on social media. Follow. Uh, of course, if you see them, if you if you have a chance to see them live, go do that, and also download their their music on anything where it's uh, streaming, mm-hmm. any streaming sites. And then, of course, some of the bands that we've seen before, at least I, I know I've seen before. I'm sure you have too. Man the Helm. Yep. Um, uh, Steeples. We'll, we'll mention Steeples as well and give a little time on them because this was their farewell Final show. show. Yeah. For Steeples. Yeah. They are um, hanging it up and uh, kind of going their own ways, and they didn't disappoint. Of course, it's all they're so energetic, so fun to watch those guys, and uh, they they did out outstanding. Also, uh, outrun the fall. They they had a, a great setup there. Uh, divide the empire, uh, discrepancies. The poor. Hey, while, while you're talking about divide the empire, they just had a yes. new music video pop up too. Um, I want to point people in that direction. Absolutely, but I don't have yeah. the information in front of me. Do you possibly? Do you remember what is it? Visions, I think, is the name of the song. Let me find it real quickly because I've watched it a couple of times, and it too. is a great, great video. It's it's a great song, but they also just did a great job on the video. I don't even know who recorded the video off the top of my head. I think it was uh, wasn't it Juan Ibanez? Juan Ibanez, you're probably right. Yeah, and the song is called Visions. Yes. Okay. But yeah, and you can see that on social media. You can find it on YouTube. I'm sure. You can find it on maybe even DivideTheEmpire.com. But I, I've watched it on Facebook is where I found it. Mm-hmm. So definitely go find Divide the Empire. and We, um, we shared it on our Facebook out. also. So Perfect. And then we have uh, Out Amongst the Masses. Mm-hmm. And 
they, they never disappoint. Love seeing them. And they've got a great run of shows coming out right now too. Uh, I got had a chance to talk to Gary, you know, here and there and always great to see those guys. Um, I don't know where I left off discrepancies, of course, you know, uh, the poor, uh, common Jones. And then you mentioned killer me, killer you, mm-hmm. um, all these bands, I mean, you go and you see these bands on stage and you and I have talked about it before. And I've talked about it with several other people as well. It's, you just, you're kind of surprised that, um, they're not known more on a national level, right? You know, it's just, it, it's amazing to see that we've got such great talent in this city in this region um in the st louis area i I guess and it's just amazing that we've got a great scene and uh i like to brag about that even though i don't really you know have anything to do with it other than just kind of enjoying it and then reporting on what i see but um it's fun to brag about the st louis scene being so great but i don't want to be selfish I, i would like to share more of it with with the world because it is so good well everybody's putting in the work right now and i I feel like there's kind of like a friendly competition type, not necessarily a competition, but kind of between bands and stuff. But everybody's, you, you know, we have we have good studios in St. Louis and stuff now, too, that is making the sound of these bands so, so off the charts good that if yeah. you if I were to, you know, bring you a Common Jones album or, you know, or a, a Nimical Drive album or something like that, and you never even heard of this band before and I just put it in your ears you wouldn't you would think that these band this band, bands are touring around you know every day you wouldn't yeah. think that they're you know just in the St. Louis scene and right. i i will always praise the St. Louis scene for what it is and how how much talent we have here yeah same same and i agree with that i think if uh i, I just wish more people had the exposure and I, I don't know we do we do what we can another thing i wanted to mention though also was the St. Louis scene is so great the the music scene is so great as well because it it brings People like us and people like, of course, Rock Paper Podcasts, people like Beyond FM. Uh, as I see people, these people behind these these brands, these labels, or these uh, podcasts, these shows, mm-hmm. um, agitate the airwaves. I mean, it just it brings people to want to I, I talk about it, you know, talk about the music, and to, to be a part of it in the way that we are, mm-hmm. you know, just to share in it and try to spread the word, try to promote. Everybody just wants to be a part of that scene because it, it's it's uh, it has such a gravity to it. It has such a draw to it, you know? And so that's another reason why I think the scene is so special. And I, I don't really have a whole lot of other scenes to compare it to, but I have, you know, kind of investigated other scenes in other cities. And I can't find anything that's good as St. Louis. Well, I, I mean, just, I, but if you think about it, it, if you think about it, we've always made it a point to when we're uh, recording with a band from out of, from out of state, or uh, maybe you know it's just the singer or what a bass player or whatever from that band. We always make it a point to ask them about what's their local scene like. And right. I'm not saying that they ever they ever dog it or that they ever uh, you know put their their scene down, but they don't act like the scene. There, there's much of a scene really in their area. Now maybe it's just because it's the type of music that they play that they, or maybe it's they haven't really put themselves into that scene. They've just done their own thing. I don't know. It could be either one of those things, but. Sure. From what we've been able to tell, St. Louis scene is rocking it, and you're not seeing that across the board, across the U.S., from what I can see. Yes. Yep. And we do have to mention that we are biased, though. I know Absolutely. I am biased. Yeah. Absolutely biased. But I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being biased because I do believe in the the St. Louis music scene. I've, I'm so happy to have uh, gotten this much exposure and, and made this many friends in the scene. 
And I look forward to see what happens, man, to see what comes of it. And I was talking with some of the guys and talking about just the accomplishment that they've had uh, in this scene, uh, the, ex- the exposure that they've had. You always want to, you know, you always want more exposure. You want more and more people to see your art form. But the exposure they've had and the relationships that they've built, it's everybody thinks it's, it's a really special thing. So I, I know it's not just and, – and I think that's why people want to be a part of it too. People like us, we're drawn to it because you know it's something special. Right. It's, it's uh, the camaraderie, the, the family you know, type of relationship that you, that you build with these people. It's a friendship, but man, it, feels so, it feels close. It feels good. It feels genuine. Right. And it, it's so great to be a part of it. And the Ink Spot Block Party is, in my opinion, the culmination of that in a big way. It is, once again, kind of like a family reunion. It brings all the people together. And, of course, these guys have known each other longer than I've known them. But you just feel like you get grafted in once you get to know everybody. Yeah, the, these um, these bands welcome. these bands will tell you every year that no matter what shows they play, this is the one that they look forward to most playing every year. And they don't care if there's five people there or there's 5,000 people there. They don't care. Yeah. They This is just – this is home for them, and this is where they – this is where they thrive. And this is, I mean, you will get, um, as we could tell this year, you will get some of the best performances probably that they do all year just because it's at the Ink Spot Block Party. Yeah. They're pumped to be there. Mm-hmm. They know that all their friends are going to be there. And they just, they, they love the environment, the experience. And so they're going to put on the best show. And there's going to, there's always going to be more than five people there too, though, because right. just be, everybody is there to support each other. And mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I get what you're saying, but it's like, the 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 point is that they just they come there for the the experience mm-hmm. and not for you know, because you know it's it's a lot of just friends getting together and having a good time having a good party it, once again like a fam, a family reunion I feel like yep. and that's why it's that's why it's so cool but great to be a part of it again this year and it just in be in being there and being able to enjoy the show once again I want to point everyone to all the bands that performed in the Ink Spot Block Party. Be sure to check into them, support them, get out there, do whatever you can to show them your love and support them any way you can. Buy their T-shirts, buy any of their merch, go to the shows for sure. That's how you can show the most love is by showing up. You know, that's that's the biggest part is just by showing up. I wish that I could show up to every one of them, you know, and be at more shows. Uh, but just do what you can out there and, and support these guys because they and, and gals because they are doing fantastic things and if you miss it pity on you you right. know pity, pity that, that you didn't take the time or have the opportunity to experience the local scene right now so colt any closing words about the ink spot block party or life in general i don't i don't want to have closing words on life in general i feel like that's a bad omen okay um, but as far as ink spot goes i think we i think we said about everything that could be said uh just we're going to do everything that we can to promote and keep promoting. And, uh, hopefully everybody's listening. I hope everybody's listening to this podcast, every single person out there. I, I just, cause we, well, I like downloads. It's really awesome actually, but they're neat. <laughs> yeah. And it, I would like to say one more time. Thanks again to big Dave Canoy, Robbie Callery, mm-hmm. Joel Colby, Kyle Dent, mm-hmm. and everybody that was, that's involved in the ink spot block party, making this thing happen. Those guys work hard. Absolutely. They, I mean, I know they enjoy it, but they don't get to enjoy it like we get to enjoy it because we get to go and, you know, hang out and, you know, talk to old friends. They get to do that, too, but they are working the entire time. It is a long day for those guys, and they do a fantastic job. 
a lot of thanks to the the you know the figureheads of the Inkspot Block Party, if you mm-hmm. will, the the main guys that make that happen, because they uh, do a fantastic job. They yeah, they awesome. they put a hell of a lot of work into it for a year long project to get one day, and then it normally takes like a couple of days before any of them will like make a post on social media or something to like reflect on actually what it what it actually was and how good it actually turned out and Mm -hmm. to where that stress has been relieved. And now they can, you know, really, really just, just, just think about exactly what they, what they went through to get to what they got. And it was definitely worth the payoff. Yep. Yep. And I thank them for doing it. Absolutely. Much appreciated. So Colt, all was good. I'm going to get off of here. I feel like I, I need something to eat. I could eat right now a lot of food so probably going to all right (laughs) good stuff yep and we're out thank you to all the folks that make the ink spot block party a memorable experience and thank you to the cep listener remember that word of mouth is such a fantastic thing for us so don't forget to tell your friends and fam about the great variety you hear right here on the cep go subscribe to our show on apple Podcasts, stitcher or wherever you download the podcast that you love so much so that you can keep the variety coming straight to your ear holes with the automaticity we love it when you give us all of your love on the socials when in fact you do give us all your love on the socials so be sure to holler at us there and be sure to visit the launching pad for all things cerebral at thecepodcast.com And of course, if you need to contact us for anything whatsoever, you can do that at cerebral at thecepodcast.com. That's all I've got. So until next time, be sure to keep those big, beautiful brains of yours nice and toasty out there. See ya.